Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Puck Placement Podcast presented by Sports Ethos. This is your host, Joe Ratt. Um, it's been a while, but uh, glad to be back. We are gearing up for, of course, the upcoming 2023-2024 season. A um, whole lot has happened between the Vegas Golden Knights taking the Stanley Cup home and where we are today, of course. Um, free agency was insane, to say the least. Um, a lot of teams shaken, both from uh, what I just mentioned, the free agency and the draft. A few teams uh, got some impact, impactful players that will probably see the ice this year. Other teams um, looked to bolster you know, future depth and or solely focused on uh, contention uh, heading into this season. Um, <clears throat> and with that, I think we can jump right in. Um, we're just going to be taking a look at the teams uh, from the Western Conference and then head to the Eastern Conference. Uh, this will be a short, you know, we're just going to try to do a, a short uh, episode per team, give them the uh, sole uh, attention uh, per episode, and I'll also be pairing this with a you know written uh, format or written content um, that you can also um, head to my uh, or our social networks and um, sportsethos.com as well. But uh, we'll start out with Anaheim, the Anaheim Ducks. Um, they're of course still in a rebuild. Uh, they. We'll probably make some moves during the season uh, that'll include most likely their starting goaltender John Gibson. Um, they made some additions, but like I said, um, we'll see how big of an impact they are. They brought in those that those guys that they brought in are veterans, probably to help the youngsters um, or the young core, not necessarily get acclimated, but learn how to win uh, some tough games. You know, they finished dead last in the standings overall last year. Uh, they won't improve drastically, but of course, improvement is the goal here. And then the younger guys can become that veteran presence or that at least those leadership roles and bring along whatever other young prospects uh, come through. Um, in the coming years. So like I said, like I mentioned, John Gibson probably won't be there, be there for the long term. Um, Frank Vetrano <clears throat> is an interesting candidate as well. And then um, we'll see when it comes to some of the other depth pieces there, um, such as uh, Mason McTavish or, you know, Ryan Strome, um, and uh, names like, you know, Cam Fowler, um, also of intrigue. And then Adam Henrique, I should have mentioned him first, actually. Um, he'll be a pretty big target as long as he stays healthy uh, come the trade deadline. Um, but the additions that they made, uh, you know, three semi-big moves. Uh, they brought in Radko Gudis, a defenseman, a pretty... Heavy hitter from Florida, 
of course, had a big impact with that team. Uh, Alex, Alex Kalorn, uh, left wing. We could play the right wing as well from Tampa Bay. Um, he was the longest tenured Lightning, actually, before uh, parting ways. And then Brock McGinn, <clears throat> also similar to Radko Gudis, brings that physicality. Um, so from a fantasy standpoint, that's part of what we're uh, looking towards or uh, looking at as well with these uh, season previews for these teams is their fantasy outlook for those who um, dedicate their time to multiple fantasy leagues. Uh, I'm assuming everyone does football, but hockey is probably my favorite uh, fantasy league to play. Um, but uh, with that being said, these three players add a very interesting kind of mix fantasy-wise depending on the format you play in. Um, Alex Kalorn, he had a career year last year. Uh, I did mention in my written content that he's probably entering the twilight zone of his career. Um, not saying he can't sniff the numbers he did last year, but I find it hard to believe that he will in this current setting in this team or on this team. Um, right now, shout out to Daily Faceoff. They're a huge resource for a lot of, you know, what I do in fantasy personally, and um, there'll be a guide for me uh, going forward. And for many other NHL fans out there, of course, I'm sure they are um, heavily used as well. But um, right now that he's slotted in, we'll see with training camp, but he's slotted in as a second line left wing. Um flanking Mason McTavish there and, and Ryan Strom on the right side. Um, so <clears throat> I don't see this sticking necessarily. Um, I see a lot of movement, especially if Adam Henrique gets traded. I see, I can see Vitrano or a Kalorn moving up. Regardless of the Henrique movement, I think Vitrano moves up. Uh, he's a pretty, um, he's apt to shoot more. Um, Kalorn is a playmaker. He's mostly known for being pass first. Um, but I think <clears throat> once they get a little impatient with the scoring, they'll probably look for Vitrano to um, take some of those minutes on the second line and fire the puck more. Um, it's what the Ducks really struggled with last year is getting high danger chances uh, from their wings and overall scoring. Uh, only one team shot worse than them or scored worse, um, I guess I should say. And that was the Chicago Blackhawks. So they have a lot of room to grow in that area. So I think part of that remedy is moving Vitrano up eventually. <clears throat> um, power play would be the same uh, idea. I think Vitrano takes a, on a, a larger role there. He's got a pretty good shot. Um, I think Kalorn is is a fine uh, fit in any power play situation given his passing, but given that the Ducks have some pretty good passers already in Zegris and, um, and Terry and, and McTavish is pretty good as well. And we'll see what uh, Leo Carlson, and we'll get to him in a bit, but I just see Kalorn bouncing up and down with that second and third line. So fantasy-wise, Pretty low value. Um, 
obviously he'll he'll find some hot streaks here and there and be picked up could be a dfs a daily fantasy option probably a cheap option there um and you know like i said given the situation and given how the team's running at that moment could be a good option there the other two guys Rako gudis and brock mcginn uh probably irrelevant um not even seeing brock mcginn here um let me double check here <laughs> Um, but, uh, while we're doing some research on the fly, um, <clears throat> uh, so yeah, Rako Gudis, he has some value if you, if your league, uh, counts hits, um, and block shots, he has got some value there. Brock McGinn, same thing, except, you know, he's just a depth forward, so I'm not even sure what kind of minutes he'll get. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, Brock McGinn, definitely on Anaheim. Um, so, yeah, Brock McGinn is not really worth mentioning here. He's, I'm not, I'm not even sure if he'll crack the lineup. Um, Leo Carlson, Carlson, very interesting topic for this team, probably the most interesting um, talking point. Obviously, he was drafted this year, uh, second overall, after Connor Bedard. Um, he'll, he'll probably slide into that third center, uh, to start the year, uh, flanked by Vertrano and J- Jakob Silverberg. Um, pretty good line to be on to start the year. Um, Carlson's got good size. He's only 18, but he's got good sizes and good skills to hold his own. I think, um, <clears throat> time will tell, of course, got to be really patient with these guys, but he was playing in the Swedish hockey league. And that's not uh, nothing to bat your eye at. Um, so I, I think I think it's worth noting, um, and I think he could be worth taking late in a in a draft. Again, the team, the situation, and the line he'd play on probably dictate that. And if he does go, does go undrafted in your league, one wouldn't be surprising. Um, <clears throat> he's not like Connor Bedard where, you know, guaranteed, you know, 15 to 20 minutes a night, first line opportunities and, um, things like that. But, you know, things could change, of course. So it's definitely a player to keep your eye on. I'm pretty high on him as far as, uh, late season outlook. I think he, and, and of course going forward, you know, if you're in a deeper league or a keeper league, obviously he's going to be a, he, <laughs> All right, you probably already had the draft, but probably a a top commodity there. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, not a whole lot to talk about with this team. They're not going to contend, of course. Um, you know, they <laughs> these types of teams usually can either surprise early on and be like, "Oh wow, they're on like a four game win streak." Watch out! It 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 won't matter. They don't have the depth, the defensive depth. They get Jamie Drysdale back. Um, after missing the whole year last year, but uh, you know nothing really to write home about. Other outside of that, um, and if they do lose John Gibson eventually. <clears throat> it's an even tougher hole to climb out, uh, assuming they're below five hundred and and whatnot out of contention. 
not a whole lot. If you're a Ducks fan, then, you know, of course, it's a rebuild. You're looking to the future. I'm a Blackhawks fan. We're in a similar boat. So nothing to get too upset or emotional about. It's uh, going to be a, probably a fun team to watch. Um, hopefully Zegris and Terry progress, continue the progression and their development. <clears throat> Mostly defensively, we know their offensive skills will, you know, they have not reached their ceiling, I don't think. Uh, so defensively is where their development will come. But both in reality and, and fantasy, it's um, well, fantasy, we, like I said, we know we've identified the, those guys that have value. Um, and then in reality, obviously not a playoff team, but, you know, a fun team to watch. Um, hopefully they're scrappy. Um, I, I, I think the new... <clears throat> new leadership, new coaching could do them some good. Um, but yeah, that'll that'll wrap it up for the Anaheim Ducks. Again, obviously a shorter podcast uh, for individual team previews. And of course, a team that didn't do a whole lot <clears throat> and that is in, in a rebuild. It's a different perspective, so take it all with a grain of salt. Um, we'll be moving on to the Arizona Coyotes, I believe in the next episode so stay tuned but uh we'll see you next time thank you for listening and be sure to follow sports ethos on all their socials and um everywhere you can get your podcasts thanks